It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Today is Thursday, January 18th, 2024. I'm Catherine Klusmeyer with Raven News. It was standing room only in Sitka Tuesday night when the city's tourism task force held its third town hall to ask Sitkins for feedback on how to right-size tourism in the community. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. The room was packed with close to 100 people, but over two hours, just under 30 shared their thoughts on what number of cruise visitors is right for Sitka. Sadie Allen of Allen Marine said she likes Sitka's current cruise numbers. I've seen many young families that I grew up with be able to start new businesses these last two years because of tourism. Without the overflow created by more cruise ship passengers, many of these young families wouldn't be able to start their businesses. Every recent study of our town has told us that our population is declining, aging, and young families are leaving. Why are we trying to put a low number on something that is keeping our born and raised sickened families in town? Sitka's expecting close to 600,000 cruise passengers next summer, about the same as 2023's record-breaking year. The Sitka Tourism Task Force has been gathering data over the past several months to determine what level of tourism most Sitkins prefer. But this town hall was the first time they'd set up a microphone and a podium and invited the public to step forward. Diana Fulton agreed that Sitka should keep the level of cruise traffic as is for now. She said two years into rapid growth is too soon to make a big decision about limits. I do think that this is a management issue. Um, The growth is happening. It has happened. So how do we manage it? We have a lot of smart people that live here. We live on an island. (laughs) We are self-sustaining. We can figure this out together. But it's going to take a lot of work, and it can't just happen over the last two years. We have a lot of work to do. Folks who wanted to cut back on cruise traffic brought up concerns raised during earlier task force meetings, with safety, congestion, and air quality topping the list. Jeff Feldpouch called for capping cruise tourists at 300,000 annually. Feldpouch directs the Sitka Tribe of Alaska's Resource Protection Department. He said he's concerned that plans to build infrastructure to help spread visitors out would put the city's rural status and the subsistence rights of its residents at risk. In 2010, Sitka had to go to battle and defend its rural status. At that time, Sitka exceeded the 2,500-person threshold for the community, so we had to go to secondary criteria to defend our rural status. That criteria was use of subsistence resources, your isolation, from the road system, your economy base, and your infrastructure within the community. In 2017, the Secretary of Interior and Agriculture signed signed into regulation a new set of criteria for the rural determination status. Basically, the way it says right now is a petitioner has to show what has changed within a community for it to lose its rural status. What has happened in Sitka since 2010? We have blown the doors off of infrastructure. At one point, the testimony got a touch heated. Ronald Dick was expressing his concerns about emissions from buses shuttling tourists down Halibut Point Road when his three-minute timer ran out. Task Force member and cruise dock owner Chris McGraw asked him to take the conversation offline. Now, Chris McGraw has made it plain that he intends to accept as many cruise tourists as he can. I'm sorry, he doesn't give a hoot about my children. And neither is foreign corporate partners 
Well, the City Chamber of Commerce hey, is going to have to. You're addressing the Tourism Task Force, not me directly. So, if you wish, if you wish to talk to me, I'm happy to talk to you afterwards. You don't have any right to to, to deny my free speech. If you don't want your name called, your three, uh, your three minutes is Chris, up. Chris, Chris, Ron, yeah, the time's up. Patty can carry on with the next uh, next person up for. Well, you've all heard the expression that I'd step in front of a bus for my children. I promise you, I will step in front of these buses for my children. Most public testimony was more subdued by far, with a fairly even split between those calling for a reduction to pre-pandemic levels or lower, and others in favor of keeping cruise traffic at or above its current level. Task Force member Jim Mishner said they'd take the information and work as a group to come up with the best melding of all of it and make a recommendation to the Assembly. My goal is to have one person in town be ecstatic because we hit it on the nose and then have people on the left or right of that have increasing anxiety as they go further from the center. I think that's a success. I don't think we can all be happy. And as I mentioned, it's not a perfect process, but we are giving our heart and soul to make it as perfect as possible and listening to you and taking all of your comments into consideration. We really appreciate your time tonight. Thank you. The task force has been asked to give its recommendations to the Sitka Assembly by the end of April. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. And summer in Sitka doesn't just bring tourists. It also brings rhubarb, kale, potatoes, carrots, and if your thumbs are green enough, garlic. The 45 students at Pacific High School in Sitka actually begin their academic year each fall, gathering the harvest of the school's edible garden program. The event is called Stewardship, Stewardship Day. KCAW reporter at large Ryan Morse attended last August and sent this audio postcard. It looks like the bees are pretty crazy at work right now. I've never seen this plant before. It's a big old squash. My name is Mandy Summer and I'm the principal of Pacific High School. Today is Stewardship Day. It's our first stewardship day of the school year at Pacific High School. We do this every year as part of our orientation with students and it's our way that we orient them to the garden space behind Pacific High School. Kale chips. John, have we not done kale chips? Look at this beat wants to be picked so badly it just basically picks itself. I'm Henry, I'm from Pacific High, and we're just here in the garden. So right now, we're collecting all the stuff that we planted last year. Our kale, lettuce, and our garlic, the main three, um, get picked today and then another time next week. And that all goes into our um, uh, kitchen. And we'll eat it over the winter. We're going to replant um, some of them right now and during the winter until spring. So the program started... Uh, more than 12 years ago with just one small garden bed in front of the school and now um, for people who walk by and notice we have a 24 by 48 um, industrial sized um, greenhouse for our students to grow food that we use in the school lunch program and the school breakfast program. Well, I'm Ryan Hill and I'm a teacher at Pacifica. Well right now we're building um, compost piles but what we did is we laid down wood chips and we're doing a layer of grass clippings and then coffee grounds and I think we're gonna do that sequence two maybe three times and I think eventually we're gonna cover it with the tarps and then let it settle and then eventually grow stuff in it. Is it your first times gardening? Um, like it's real like, gardening? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Katie Elder. I'm a junior. It's really cool being out in the garden looking at what I planted and started growing last year. It's neat that we're growing what we're eating. 
How big was that uh, cabbage? I'm gonna guess around 15 pounds. That's what it feels like because my cat weighs about that much and it feels like picking up my cat. Pour those carrots back in that container. Started weighing. We hope that we have enough to weigh, mm -hmm. and we used over 260 pounds of produce. Uh, yeah, well, I'm Steely Von Jeske. I'm a senior this year, and uh, today we're pretty much just picking up the garden. Um, I love doing things like this. It's a really good uh, system we have from farm to table. My favorite part is that I get to sometimes even cook that stuff for the for the school. It's like it's almost like a big family here. And so seeing. Um, you know, teenage students who are, are you know, are, are young adults getting so excited about harvesting the things um, that they planted last year is pretty exciting. And I hope that they, I hope that excitement, you know, leads into their own yards and their own garden beds. Um, and they're inspired to grow things for themselves. Debates over education funding dominated as lawmakers gathered in Juneau Tuesday for the start of this year's legislative session. Senate President Gary Stevens, a Republican from Kodiak, says a boost to the base per student funding, known as the Base Student Allocation, or BSA, is the top priority for his caucus. We took the lead on, um, on funding education and um, uh, certainly support uh, a BSA uh, increase, uh, but uh, right at this point, um, you know, we're awaiting hear from the House what their plans are. Last year, the Senate passed a bill that would have boosted base per student public school funding by $1,000. After negotiations with the House, the legislature settled on a one-year funding increase equivalent to roughly $680, and that was ultimately cut in half in a veto by Governor Mike Donleavy. Stevens says many members of his caucus would support overriding the veto. House Minority Leader Calvin Schroge, an Anchorage Independent, called on his colleagues to do so. And I think what we've heard from many loud and clear is that education is in crisis in Alaska. Education is one of the many issues lawmakers have on their agendas this year. Tilton says her caucus also hopes to advance bills to reduce the cost of energy and bolster public safety. On the Senate side, Stevens says legislators are eyeing reforms of the state's retirement system. The session is expected to continue through mid-May. Taking a look at our zone forecast this morning, on today we have sunny with a high near 28 degrees. East winds around 15 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 24 degrees. East winds around 15 miles per hour. And on Friday, partly sunny with a high near 31 degrees. Northeast winds around 15 miles per hour. I'm Katherine Klusmeyer, and this has been Raven News. 